0: Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now here's your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. And we're back with another episode of On the Record with Tiffany. And I have one of my favorite people with me, um, the CEO and president of San Antonio African American Community Archive and Museum, Miss Deborah Amawali. I mean Mrs. Deborah Amawali Jarman.
1: Thank you, Tiffany. Hi, Hi everyone. everyone out there. <laughs> <laughs> and so our board president won't um beat me up I'm the CEO director our president Sorry. is Jay Maurice Gibbs oh Jay
0: Maurice Gibbs I love J. Maurice Gibbs he is the best dressed man in San Antonio oh, don't tell Joe that oh well, okay he is the second best dressed man in San Antonio I love you honey <laughs> there's got to be a tie because those two look yeah. sharp every I've never seen them Not looking good. I concur. Uh, The last time I saw saw, uh, Joe German, (laughs) he was his usual debonair self.
1: He is pretty dapper, if I must say so myself.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to seeing him at a night at the missions.
1: Yes. So can we tell them all about it? Yes,
0: let's, well, San Antonio, y'all need to hear about this. We are having
1: a party for Juneteenth. Yes. And so, since I like to bring the history, can we go back and talk about that before we we even get to the party? Yes, ma'am. That's why you're here. So, um, save the date, just in case you can't stay the entire episode. It will be June 19th, our party, at Mm -hmm. um, 7 o'clock. Nelson Wolf Stadium, the San Antonio Missions baseball team, they will play Northwest Arkansas Generals. So we look forward to seeing you all out at the ballpark. We'll tell you the rest at the end. But I have a story. What's the story? So do you recall your first job where you actually got a paycheck? Yes, I do. I worked at Taco Cabana. Do you remember when you got that paycheck and how you looked at it?
0: No, it was Taco Bueno. That's what it was called. Taco Bueno.
1: Okay. (laughs) When I got Mm -hmm. my first job and I looked at the first paycheck, I said, "Mm, I thought I was going to get paid more. Mm -hmm. I thought that too. Then I actually got paid. Yes. (laughs) So how long did it take for you to get your first raise? I don't think I got a raise in the first year or so that I was at, the, at that job. Wow. So imagine this. Imagine that you're told that you're going to work. But instead of for that paycheck that you were disappointed with, you worked for free. Uh-huh. And then you were told that on in September of 1862, that pres- President Abraham Lincoln was going to sign an act that was a part of a number of proclamations, executive orders, that would be effective January 1st, that slaves in the Confederate states would be free. Now remember, he didn't say anything about the Union states. So here you are in San Antonio. And you know, word travels. Because <laughs> Cousin and them, they up in Pittsburgh. So they're going to tell someone, and they're going to tell someone, and it'll, it'll make its way down to San Antonio. So there you are. You're thinking, okay, first of all, I'm working for nothing. From sun up to sundown. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance I could be free. So December 31st, 1862, everyone is sitting around, Waiting. And watching, Hmm. it was the first watch meeting, and wondering, is he going to sign the act? Abraham Lincoln signs the Emancipation Proclamation that says slaves in the Confederate states are free. Didn't say anything about Union states. Okay, I've said that before. I just want you to remember that. All right. So... Hmm. There is not one Confederate state that is complying with the Emancipation Proclamation. So I thought I was going to be free. But I'm not. But I'm not. And anyway, it was just hearsay because Mm -hmm. Massa didn't say anything to me about this.
0: Mm -mm.
1: April 9th, 1865, the Civil War is over. Um, Are we free? 100,000 people dead, at least. But am I free? Massa still doesn't say anything about it. So now I'm trying to figure out, well, wait a minute. I've been working for free. I haven't gotten a raise. But how can you get a raise when (laughs) zero is your sum? (laughs) (laughs)
0: You know, thinking back to your... Multiplication, zero
1: times zero. Is zero. (laughs) Exactly. Thinking about that first paycheck, right? Where at least you got a raise in a year. Mm -hmm. So uh, I haven't gotten a raise. Massa hasn't said anything about being free. And then June 19th, 1865, General Gordon Granger shows up on the shores in Galveston. And he steps out on the balcony at Ashton Villa, And reads general order number three that says we are free. So, am I really free this time? Well, now there's a question. And there's a question right here in San Antonio. But why was there a question when a general read that? Because they didn't know that general? there was more to the order. The order gave reference that the military, will um, um, manage how the enslaved will be free. So there was also, you can't be out on the streets. If you're vagrant, you will go to jail. So where were they going to live? And work for municipalities for free. So what is this thing called freedom? We're happy. We're dancing. But really, where can we go?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't have houses. Everything that we have is on masses' land. But there still is a rainbow. One, that's because... Um, Life has given us so much rain that it's easy to make rainbows. But December 1865, all the states now of these United States ratified the 13th Amendment that really abolished slavery in every single state, and it gave the federal government The authority to hold the states accountable if they choose not to. So now I'm finally free. So that's why we're having this big party.
0: (laughs) I have never heard it explained like that before. I think that's the best explanation I've heard for Juneteenth. Yay. Awesome. Because I don't think most people even realize that his, historical fact, those historical facts mm-hmm. about the freeing of slaves, mm-hmm. and why it took so long for everybody to kind of figure out that we
1: were actually free, or to experience freedom. Mm-hmm. So you know the um, the theme of the Juneteenth celebrations here in San Antonio, uh, the. Recurring celebration, which is done by Byron Miller, Mm -hmm. who was uh, appointed to be a Juneteenth commissioner by then-Governor George W. Bush in 1998. His theme and his logo says, access to communication is freedom. I like that. And when you think about that, that is so true. We could take that a number of different places. Uh, we need we need communication. We need to control our communication avenues so that we can make sure we get the word, so we can stay free.
0: hmm Absolutely. And so we can enjoy the our freedoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't worry about being enslaved physically. But I definitely worry about being enslaved economically mm-hmm. I definitely worry about being enslaved mentally mm-hmm. uh and being enslaved through things like voter suppression through things like uh, uh not being able to even apply for for uh jobs that we're we're quali- qualified for mm-hmm. and I worry about you know, our sons and daughters as they're driving along and, and their encounters with with police officers, mm-hmm. other people, with you know, I worry about the freedoms that we have being infringed upon.
1: Absolutely. And even this story that I just shared with you, this conversation that we're having, it is now illegal in the state of Texas for educators to have these this conversation with their students. Really? Yes, even though last year the Texas legislature voted to add African-American studies mm-hmm. to the curriculum of secondary high schools as an elective, mm-hmm. this year they voted to get rid of critical race theory. And so Juneteenth is a conversation
0: about race. Can you explain to our listeners what critical race theory
1: is? It's sure.
0: <laughs> you know because people people say that and i don't think that the that that everyone understands what it is mm-hmm. so can you
1: i i certainly can so uh critical race theory well wait a minute i'm gonna have
0: everybody just take a beat because we have to stop and okay. and do a, do a couple of commercials because we got to pay the bills around here but You've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany on 9:30 a.m. the answer where we like to talk to lots of different people and get everybody's point of view. So, come on back and let's hear what Deborah has to say and this lady is an authority because she runs the San Antonio African American Archive and Community Community Archive Museum. She knows what's going on historically. So, let's hear about the history That leads us to today. I'm Tiffany Smith, Chief Executive Officer of the Texas Kidney Foundation, and I'm here to talk to you about your kidney health. Health is the most important asset we possess. COVID-19 has exposed the unhealthy nature of our population. One in three Americans are at risk for chronic kidney disease. In absolute numbers, that translates into about 600,000 San Antonians. Have you been diagnosed with diabetes? Have you been diagnosed with hypertension? Do you take blood pressure medicine? Do you have heart disease? Have you experienced heart failure? Do you have a history of dialysis or kidney failure in your family? If you said yes to two or more of those questions, you need to come and see us. Are you a part of that one in three? Is your sister, is your brother, Is your mother? Texas Kidney Foundation offers free screenings. All you have to do is go to our website, www.txkidney.org. Check out our free screenings. You can either come to our office for an in office visit, or we can come to you. You can schedule a screening or go to a screening near you. And we're back. You're listening to On the Record with Tiffany on 930 AM, The Answer, where we like to get lots of different perspectives. And today we are talking about Juneteenth, a holiday that celebrates uh, the freeing of slaves uh, in Texas. And I have an expert with me, uh, the CEO and director Mm -hmm. of the San Antonio African American Community Archive Museum, Ms. Deborah Amawali Jarman.
1: Thank you, Tiffany. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. (laughs) So you asked about critical race theory. So in the 70s, scholars um, from the Ivy League, from Harvard, I believe, came together with a concept that so much of what What's going on here in the United States was based on how we look at each other from a cultural perspective mm-hmm. and a societal perspective. It's the, the structure, the way we have structured things, mm-hmm. which so much of it is structured by race. We just had that conversation mm-hmm. right before the break about worrying about um Work and, and worrying about where we're going to live and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. They are economically motivated and racially motivated. We're the only country that identifies people by color. Mm-hmm. Most people are identified by their roots, by their ancestors. Here, it's color. And it's really black and white, even if you're Hispanic. Mm-hmm. If you look on the application, it'll say white Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Anywho, that's a, another story or for a different Afro-Latino. day. Latino, yes. Mm-hmm. Differentiating so, there as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, critical race theory then talks about. All right, let's look. Let's break this down and look at the root of it, and it's typically race racially motivated. And people that don't want to hear that conversation are like, no, 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 it's not about race. It's it's not about race. It's not about slavery. You should get over it. It's not about the Holocaust. You should get over it. Well, critical race theory says, no, that's the problem. We've swept it under the carpet instead of dealing with it head on. So we can't get over it. And so now the state, the Texas legislature has said, Sorry, you can't teach it. So until we can have that frank conversation about Juneteenth, you know, people Mm -hmm. don't want to talk about the Emancipation Proclamation did not free the um, Union slaves. They don't want to talk about that it was really a military move, even though President Lincoln did not like slavery. And in all of his writings and his meetings with Frederick Douglass and so, uh, I'm sorry, letters to Frederick Douglass back and forth, that is evident He didn't like slavery, but the Emancipation Proclamation was a military maneuver. Mm -hmm. They don't want to talk about that. And until we can have that conversation, until we can have the conversation that one of the reasons it is theorized that the word didn't get to Texas so quickly because it was another cotton harvest that needed to happen. So So it was economic as
0: well. It was economic, you know, and that's what you find is that a lot of things boil down to economics. Exactly. And we have to, you know, one of the discussions that has to, to happen with, with amongst black people is economic empowerment. Absolutely. And only we can control our economic empowerment. You know, we, we have a real power. It, with those consumer dollars, mm-hmm. with where we earn them, mm-hmm. how we earn them mm-hmm. and where we spend them.
1: And you, and, you know, it's powerful when you look at we just uh, commemorated the 100th anniversary of the massacre of black people in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They were black business owners. the very mm-hmm. first man in Tulsa, Oklahoma to have a car, a motorized vehicle was a black mon okay I mean I could go on I could go on and on and on and so, and
0: the fact that that Tulsa oklahoma the what what they called there the, how did, what did, how did they describe the business district, the black business, black, black Wall, Wall Street? Street. Mm-hmm. What they called, there were lots of, dozens of black Wall Streets around the United States because after the slaves were freed, as I understand it, what we essentially had were, were uh, some of the most skilled laborers in the country. Absolutely. Able to work for themselves. Absolutely. And, and be entrepreneurs. So when we, we came straight out of the gate, Absolutely.
1: Ready to go. Absolutely. And because of the black coats now, because Reconstruction didn't last very long. So because of the black coats and Jim Crow. And those things were, were created and enforced because of the fact
0: that right out of the gate, we could work. We were entrepreneurs. Yes. We were making it happen. We were killing the game. Mm-hmm. And people who couldn't compete
1: wanted to stop us. Absolutely. And, and that is actually how... Those African descendants got to Tulsa because there was land mm-hmm. there was an ability for them to make their own way without mm-hmm. the oppression of someone else mm-hmm. and when things opened up, oil and everything, and um, more uh people that weren't of color, was very high native and African population in Tulsa. So when people weren't of color started coming to Tulsa, they looked around and they they were like, "These people of color aren't supposed to have this. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to have this much." And
0: yeah, so <laughs> Belaboring the and not recognizing the fact that they didn't just have that much; they, they for it. earned that much. They worked. For they great. earned everything that they had. Absolutely. And to come in and and enforce laws and create laws that took away what was earned Mm -hmm. is preposterous.
1: And that didn't happen once. It happened everywhere. And you think about it, we made money for Mm Massa.
0: But the thought of us making it for ourselves, ah, therein lies the rub.
1: Yes, absolutely. So when it comes to Juneteenth, I received an email from someone they wanted me to meet. Uh, and I serve on several boards very mm-hmm. proudly. And they wanted me to meet June 19th. I said, no, I'm mm-hmm. not available June 19th. We can meet any other day. Mm-hmm. But first of all, it took you forever to even tell me I was free. And then I really wasn't free. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the day we celebrate. Being and we're going to celebrate. And I'm going to celebrate. I'm exactly. not going to work. Exactly. We're going to have a party with the mm-hmm. missions. <laughs> That's right.
0: That's right. I feel the same way. I spend Juneteenth uh, really reflecting on the fact that uh, the very philosophy yes. that we use and that, that, that leads our lives, the philosophers that many of our counterparts always hail, Nietzsche, mm-hmm. uh, Aristotle, mm-hmm. they got the philosophy that they then developed, quote-unquote, from the Kamada people who are of African descent. Hello. We were pondering the weightier things in life long mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. our counterparts were.
1: Absolutely. E- even if you look at the um, the notion of... of if When you look at theology and you look at worshiping one God, mm-hmm. that came from Africa. Yes. So we could... We could talk about that a while. But I think they want to hear about our fundraiser. And there's so many other events going on in the city for Juneteenth.
0: There are some amazing events happening for Juneteenth. And this is a time where we can unite because Juneteenth is celebrating a chapter in our history Mm -hmm. that closed Mm -hmm. slavery. Mm -hmm. We are at a place in life where we if we have the difficult conversations we can move forward. Yes. This is a this is the time mm-hmm. to have the most difficult conversations so that we can
1: shut another chapter
0: and move forward. Forward. Yes.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And the thing about history if you don't understand it, if you don't acknowledge it, can be repeated so quickly and you just look at and we don't have to do that
0: no like we are we are the the world leaders when it comes down to uh so much yes so many things economics Mm -hmm. uh, acceptance of other people because we do a good job of, of accepting other people On a world standard, Mm because we we see a lot of things across the world. Right. So that lets you know that the United States can do better, Mm -hmm. and we can improve. There's always room for improvement. Absolutely. And we can win, everybody can win, if we set rules that are standard and follow them. Mm -hmm. As long as we're not trying to cheat our way to the top. (laughs) You know, we teach our kids not to do that, mm-hmm. then we have to do it as well. All of our politicians have to do the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. When we start doing that, we're golden. Absolutely. You know, there's, when I think about um, freedom, freedom for some people, that word can be subjective. Mm-hmm. When I think of equality, that is not a subjective word. It's real clear. Mm-hmm. And it's something
0: that everybody should have. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not something that that should be a bad word mm-hmm. to anyone. It, it's something that I want for your your kids. Mm-hmm. I want for all of my white counterparts' kids. Mm-hmm. I want it for every single race and every person in this this nation.
1: Absolutely. And the golden rule is um, paramount. Just treat me
0: how you want to be treated. We're going to end this segment on that note, Deborah Wallen, because that is true. We mm-hmm. want. We want to be treated the same way you want to be treated mm-hmm. and you're listening to On the Record with Tiffany on 930 AM The Answer where we talk to everyone and try to get perspectives from everybody so we can understand where we're at today and how where we want to be tomorrow and we're back with On the Record with Tiffany, and I am here with Deborah Amawale, the CEO and director of the San Antonio African American Community Archive Museum.
1: Hi there.
0: And we have been talking about history, but now let's talk about events. What is happening in San Antonio, Texas, at the missions on Saturday night? June
1: nineteenth.
0: Now, first, you tell us about what's happening. Which events you all have happening? Because you have three events that day.
1: Yes. So there is the annual Juneteenth celebration that will be at Comanche Park Number Two. That's Friday and Saturday. The those celebrations start at eleven and go into the night. Um, one of the things we are a community archive and museum. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we collect the oral stories and the artifacts from people in the community. And right now everything is valued. Um, that's one of the things we try to get people to understand. No, you don't have to edit because Mm -hmm. you don't know. For instance, grandmama's obituary may have a connection to someone else that we're trying to find out about. Mm -hmm. So don't edit it. So we're asking people, bring those things. We're scanning them, um, and we want to record your story. That's from 11 to 7, Friday and Saturday at Comanche Park. You can go to our website and make an appointment to come and share your story. And that's sacam.com. Right. dot org. dot org. Saycam. Say dot S triple A C A M. dot org. So that's Friday and Saturday. Friday night at the um, Alamo, in the garden at seven thirty, there will be a film showed, A Walk on the River, which is the Black History of San Antonio. Prior to the showing of that film, Dr. Carrie Lattimore Mm -hmm. will talk about the Alamo and its um, connection to our history. So, you know, um, Daniel Boone, a lot of people don't know that he was a slaveholder. Jim Bowie, a lot of people don't know he was a slaveholder. A lot of people don't know that in 1829, the president slash governor of Mexico, Vincent Guerrero, was an Afro-Mexican. And he is the one that signed the decree to abolish slavery in Mexico. He is also the one that opened up land grants for people to come north. Wow. Yes. And for people to come south from the north and also the Mexican. Co to go north, so they opened up the land, and he was a part of that. So anyway, a lot of people don't know that either. So Dr. Lattimore is going to talk about that. He's going to talk about um, the slave market that was at the Alamo, and I'm not talking about a market where enslaved people came to sell things. I'm talking about a market where enslaved people were sold. sold. Mm-hmm. I understood that. <laughs> so so he's, he's going to talk about that, and then how um, through Juneteenth, Alamo Plaza became a a part of the parade route for the Juneteenth revelers, and how that is um, so so much a part of our history. Additionally we have a Juneteenth exhibit that we will unveil that night at the Alamo. So, um, And that exhibit will also be at Comanche Park, so we're unveiling it in two places. And it's the history of Juneteenth, the origins of some of the (laughs) things that I talked about in our first segment, and also how San Antonio has celebrated. Um, So we're really excited about that. So that's Friday. Then Saturday, um, our partners, The Art of Four, They have something going on at Legacy Park. So if you are an art lover, please look at uh, the Art of Four on Facebook. I believe it starts around 3 or 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon. Additionally, we will have the Juneteenth exhibit at um, the Juneteenth block party, which will be at the Hay Street Bridge and Alamo Brewing Company. Um, That is from 3 to 9. Now, all of those events are free, you all. So there's no reason why you can't enjoy Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. But the Texas Kidney Foundation and SACAM, we've partnered to have a fundraiser, which isn't free because we're raising funds. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The... the We offer free services, both Mm -hmm. of us. Both of us, yes.
0: We offer free services that affect the African-American community Mm -hmm. and the Hispanic community Mm -hmm. and the white community. We bring all the communities together with our free services, Mm -hmm. um, but the services aren't free to put on. Exactly. So that's why we're having a fundraiser so that we can uh, continue to offer free services Mm -hmm. to the underserved communities of Mm -hmm. Texas.
1: So, Tiffany, let me ask you a question because maybe the listeners don't know. What free services do you all offer at the Texas Kidney Foundation?
0: Well, we offer early detection screenings for chronic kidney disease. Mm-hmm. Right now, uh, with COVID 19, we have found that 46% of the people who are admitted into the hospital with COVID 19 are leaving the hospital with some stage of kidney disease. Well, Right now, without, prior to COVID-19, kidney disease was an epidemic worldwide. Mm -hmm. Kidney disease, one in three in the United States are at risk for kidney disease. One in seven have some stage of kidney disease and don't know that they have it. Mm -hmm. So when you're at the grocery store, when you're at your church, look around. If you're in a room with 10 people, three people likely have Some are likely are at risk for kidney disease, and somebody has some stage of kidney disease. Hmm. Every time you're in a room with 10 people, that's one of the reasons why we're looking for chronic kidney disease. Mm -hmm. If you identify it early, you can slow the progression of chronic kidney disease, and you don't have to end up in end-stage renal disease. End-stage renal disease costs us $88,000 per person per year. In the state of Texas, that's about $4.8 billion just wow. on end-stage renal disease. So because of that, we seek out trying to identify uh, renal disease early. And my personal mission uh, for doing it is, is that I've lost nine family members to chronic kidney disease. And I don't want to see that happen to anyone else. I can't bring my family members back, but I can make sure that, that this doesn't happen to yours. So you do, you do testing, you do mm-hmm. nutrition. Um... Yep. So once we find kidney disease, uh, the next step is to show you, figure out whether or not you have insurance. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it and you qualify for it, we help you to get there. And you'll see one of our partners, uh, Amerigroup, out Helping with with uh, with insurance plans and enrolling enrolling people if the, if if they qualify. We also have Medicaid and Medicare. Uh, we work with them. Then, if we don't, if we can't get you in with one of those groups, uh, and there are many other in- insurance groups as well, um, then we look at the free clinics, and we move down that line with the with folks who perhaps. For whatever reason, do not qualify for mm-hmm. insurance, but our goal is to be fiscally responsible and we the cost for a person to take care of their health care through the emergency rooms it, one it's passed on to all of us
1: mm-hmm.
0: and two it 's three times as much for any given service mm-hmm. that they are receiving mm-hmm. as opposed to if if they are in a health care plan or being treated by a physician. Mm-hmm. Once we get to that stage, then we teach you how to eat, how to exercise, because a lot of what we, we're dealing with health-wise can be slowed down and stopped simply by what you are putting into your mouth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we walk with you from what we, we do this just like we do at church. It's, we meet you where you are mm-hmm. today. What are you willing to do today today? Wow. And then we, we walk with you through that. Because you can't go up to somebody and say, okay, put down the barbacoa and now it's free range, grass fed <laughs> chicken for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no one's going <laughs> to, people don't change that quickly. So, you know, if, if maybe it's one barbacoa taco, mm-hmm. no big red. <laughs> and we 're gonna move down this <laughs> road <laughs> Just, you know that's what we do uh because this is a lifelong thing and and we have to help you help help each person get to where they're comfortable doing what they're doing and that they can sustain it. so we have community partners that help us with that it's time Texas helps us with uh renal dietitians, so we we then move you towards okay. Let's get a professional in here that understands what, what it is that you need. Mm-hmm. And let's start moving down, down that road. So, you know. Um, all of that is, is free. Im- important. Mm-hmm. It's free. We, we also have, uh, we're working on our, our mental health groups mm. because that's incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Your mental well-being is, and we all understand this mm-hmm. now. After, after COVID-19 and being locked in our homes for yes. the last 18 months, for 18 months. Now people, mm-hmm. people are really getting the fact that mental health mm. uh, is important. Absolutely. You know, the average person gained <coughs> 29 pounds during COVID-19. And, you know, that you know, there's definitely some, some uh, truth to the term stress eating. I'm Tiffany Smith, Chief Executive Officer of the Texas Kidney Foundation, and I'm here to talk to you about your kidney health. Health is the most important asset we possess. COVID-19 has exposed the unhealthy nature of our population. One in three Americans are at risk for chronic kidney disease. In absolute numbers, that translates into about 600,000 San Antonians. Have you been diagnosed with diabetes? Have you been diagnosed with hypertension? Do you take blood pressure medicine? Do you have heart disease? Have you experienced heart failure? Do you have a history of dialysis or kidney failure in your family? If you said yes to two or more of those questions, you need to come and see us. Are you a part of that one in three? Is your sister? Is your brother? Is your mother? Texas Kidney Foundation offers free screenings. All you have to do is go to our website www.txkidney.org. Check out our free screenings. You can either come to our office for an in-office visit, or we can come to you. You can schedule a screening or go to a screening near you. But yes, that is that is what we do in a nutshell. And uh, that's what you would be supporting with... Uh, one of one of our VIP tickets mm-hmm. to the missions game. The tickets are are seventy five dollars. You get all the the food and soft drinks that you can uh, eat and drink. You get to meet the Negro Baseball League players. Mm-hmm. Deborah, you tell them about all the cool
1: stuff we have. I will. Well, um, before I tell them, what'd you say about the players? Yes, the, okay, we have- okay. So before I tell them about that, I just wanna tell uh, what people will be supporting with SACAM. Yes. So it's the the history part is crucial. Mm-hmm. So you can come to our exhibit space SACAM at La Vieta, It's building 20, 218 South Presser Street. There's no charge to get in. And it's a wonderful exhibit. Thank you. Thank you so much. Our Black History Film Series, which will uh, you can re-engage with us in the fall. That will start September 3rd. That's outdoors at the Arneson River Theater. And it is, okay, did I say free? It's free. Mm-hmm. Um our summer camp for our kiddos starts next Monday, June 21st. I believe um, you can still register. You can go to our website, sacam.org, and it ends July 30th. So it's a six-week camp. We've partnered with the Ella Austin Community Center mm-hmm. and about 20 other uh, youth groups to offer children a plethora of classes so they can look at their and schedule exactly what they want to do what ages this is six to 18 really really i may have to bring my two little blue bears (laughs) and it's from coding um to sports to just so much to art to dancing to drumming okay did i say free They they are free. Did y'all hear that? Free. Free summer camp. Free summer camp. And what SACAM, our class is every day in the morning from 9 to 12. We will be teaching children the importance of capturing their own stories. So they will have a device where they can record, video record stories. They'll learn how to interview what questions to ask, how to record, and then how to create a final project from that recording. And it doesn't have to be a video recording that they are showing us, even though we'll have that. They could do a poem from what they've captured, or they could do a performance. They could do a song. And we have a guest teacher, instructor, Miss Andrea Vocab Sanderson. The city of San Antonio's first Black poet laureate oh will be gosh. helping um, the children learn how to tell their stories from a place of authenticity. A place of expression, understanding how to turn those words into just colorful um, remnants of the story. So we're so excited. And that is free. So that's just a part of some of the programming that we offer at No Charge. So that's why this fundraiser is so important mm-hmm. to make sure, like you said, Tiffany, we serve a, a huge community African-American history is American history. It's American history. And what's interesting, and we found this out at our, our at our film that we had um, this last week, our last film for the spring, it was entitled Just a Fairy Ride to Freedom. And it was about the um, movement of escaped enslaved Africans from Texas and Louisiana and Arkansas to Mexico. And then a lot of them came back. So you hear about the Underground Railroad going north. You don't hear about it going south, and so we had the film that showed us the, the proof, the evidence, and we had three of the researchers that worked on the film were up from the Rio Grande Valley to engage the audience with dialogue about that, right? So what's not known is that here in San Antonio, this part is known, right There's over sixty percent people with um, from from Mexico with a Mexican descent. Some of those have African blood running through them mm-hmm. because of just the way things happened with mm-hmm. the slave trade. Because so,
0: mm-hmm. most slaves
1: went, more slaves went down to, to South America. In the America. Caribbean and South America, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because it was quicker to go, if you're in Texas, you're not going to try to make that treacherous route up to Canada.
0: hmm mm-hmm.
1: Right. So it would make sense that it would be the faster route to to freedom right, to go to Mexico. So all of those kinds of things um, that both of us are doing are free. And we partnered because of the um, the barriers that certain men broke. Mm hmm. And that's uh, the Negro baseball players. So baseball is just an opportune time for us to come together, to celebrate together. And baseball was an integral part of Juneteenth celebrations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were talking about economics. And And baseball was one of the first places, too, where you saw integration and
0: where you saw integration in the sense of of black people and white people being in the
1: same place.
0: Yes. And enjoying a pastime and, and just Communing together,
1: and so what's interesting about that? If you if you look at the economics, as we were talking about of baseball, one of the things that it is thought that the Major League Baseball um, Commission decided to start accepting Negro players because it was economically feasible. They saw, well, wait a minute, we have um, white patrons going to these games to see these black players. Why not have the black players playing with us? So the white patrons and the black patrons will come over to Major League. Mm-hmm. However, the South Texas Negro League did not stop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And neither did the National Negro League at the desegregation of baseball. And for what you said, integration was is a perfect word. I am going to say I don't use integration very much because we have not really been integrated. We we really haven't. We have been, Mm -hmm. it's been desegregated. Mm -hmm. But if I, and I think I said this the last time I was on the show, if you can't invite me to your table, if I can't order off the same menu that you've ordered off of, if I can't get the same service that you've just received, if I can't be invited into the conversation, then it hasn't been integrated. It's just desegregation. You're allowing me to sit here. But anyway, back to our game. <laughs> so, fireworks. Yes. You get to meet players. Bid on memorabilia. Signed memorabilia, you all. Signed memorabilia. We have our limited edition San Antonio Black Aces jersey mm-hmm. that you'll be able to purchase. That holds, um, has the logo of the 100th anniversary of the National Negro League because it is a licensed product. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's a, really cool. You have to see it. A great baseball game, uh, good people. Mm-hmm. We're and it's going to be
0: at Nelson Wolf Stadium. Yes. Who is, which is bef- a befitting place for it to be because Nelson Wolf is, is like a his, his own, own a one man wrecking crew when it comes down to like <laughs> just being a freedom fighter type type yes. dude, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> he doesn't take any trash.
1: <laughs> he doesn't take I like trash. Him. <laughs> he doesn't take prisoners.
0: That's right. That. He's like, look, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, uh, you you're gonna hear my voice anyway. I don't really care what you think. <laughs> I'm
1: telling you you're wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. So you know, so we are really excited about that and I, I wanna back up real quick about the Juneteenth exhibit because I forgot to say well, I said it will debut at the Alamo Plaza and at Comanche Park Number 2, but the exhibit was actually sponsored by Spurs Sports and Entertainment. So we want to thank the San Antonio Spurs. And Thank you, San Antonio Spurs, <laughs> for, for
0: supporting
1: yes. black history, for supporting the San Antonio
0: African American Community Archive and Museum. This museum is a young museum, mm-hmm. and it is a scrappy, active museum <laughs> that is thinking outside of the box and doing things that you don't see every
1: other little old run-of-the-mill museum doing thank you. So it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. Yes. Promise you. And you can get your tickets at txkidney.org. Yes. Or at saaaca m.org. Say cam. <laughs> thank you. And you know, um we we talked about barrier breakers and should we tell them about our um, joint project that we're our, still working on for yes. at, at the Science and Technology Building at Texas A&M San Antonio? Yes
0: ma'am and I, I just talked to one of our barrier breakers, Dr. Francisco Cigarro and Dr. Don Wesson Awesome! I talked to the two of them uh, this week I don't think that those those guys uh, could ever be surpassed but we have some barrier breakers mm-hmm. that are, I mean each one of them is just astoundingly good. Mm -hmm. And one
1: of the things that uh, we're focusing on... And Dr. Carl Dukes. I talked to him this week, too. Okay. At Texas A&M San Antonio is um, a lot of the... Kids that go there, so it's 11% African-American population. Mm-hmm. and those That's two, a big percentage, That is a, considering,
0: a, you know, thinking about our ratio in the...
1: Right, in the, in the community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So they've done a good job recruiting. Mm-hmm. So the students there, though, they want to see their self, and they want to see their accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So the nice thing, um, our, our part of the exhibit is focusing on the African-American presence, because our mission is to collect, share, and preserve the African-American culture of the San Antonio region. But in working with the Texas Kidney Foundation, we are also incorporating um, barrier breakers of color, period. So we mm-hmm. have um, uh, Latinx barrier mm-hmm. breakers that will be a part of the exhibit. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. So the student body at Texas a and San Antonio can see their so
0: I love that because, uh, like, like we were saying, like one of our barrier breakers is Dr. Francisco sigueroa, and mm-hmm. he has worked for people of color African Americans and hispanic people um really his entire career bringing uh, bringing us in and making sure that that uh we were uh, given a little little bit of of uh, attention mm-hmm. and understanding in terms of who we are mm-hmm. you know he, he's he 's been an advocate for a long time for for all of us, that that there would be more equity and more of us in in uh, higher places making decisions.
1: Awesome, awesome.
0: So I love that about each one of our mm-hmm. barrier breakers. Mm-hmm. Like we, the I love the people who remember where they came from and go back and make sure that there's a new generation moving forward. Absolutely, absolutely. And gosh, we're to the end of the wow. show. That
1: was a quick hour. I always love having you on. because <laughs> for having me. Because
0: we just, just really ping off of one another. You've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, where we listen to all perspectives and try to see where we're at and where we're going.
1: Thank you all. See you Saturday. See you soon. <laughs> Buy a ticket. <laughs>
0: You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930am The Answer.